0: Alright, oh, um, yes, yeah, thank you all for your service and uh, thank you for asking me to be of service here tonight. Uh, I'm a marijuana addict, and my name's Nellie. I did not quite prepare for this, um, so I'm just going to um, wing it with the help of my higher power um, and go through the steps a little bit. My sobriety date is 18th February, 2021, so for the past, Two years, seven months, and five days. Um, I've been working this program. I've been working a program and, um, with my higher power and doing my best to become like that channel of peace, to become that, um, you know, woman that can carry the message. Um, the, the marijuana addict that can carry the next, um, uh, carry the message to the next marijuana addict. Um, I will say that my first, okay, 10 years ago, before I joined the military, I knew I had a problem. I had forgotten all about this before a year and a half ago. Um, I actually went to a handful of marijuana anonymous meetings just before I joined the military. And the military worked for a little bit. I ended up doing that instead because I wasn't ready to quit. I just changed. It's kind of like a geographical, right? And it changed everything. And that worked for a little while, but when I got out, I was right back to it, failing out of school for, like, the third time. Failing um, out of college for the third time because of marijuana. Um, and, and um, yeah, there were three different times in my life where it's about three years went by. And I would wake up from it and just be like, whoa, like... How did I get here? Like, what, I'm not doing anything. What happened to all of my ambitions? Like, like my dreams went up in smoke. And, um you know, I'd, I'd snap out of it for a minute, but I, uh the lack of marijuana one night, I didn't want to take it to my family's house. And so I drank too much and that was my bottom. And um I got into the room, the other room and um started working a 12 step program and within 3 days it's because that was my auntie's 90th birthday my great auntie the last one of that generation and I love my family love is like my why if i had to have a why um besides my higher power and so i didn't take the weed and um i had gone to a couple couple other meetings with my donor friend, he was the coffee guy, and um, so the seed had been planted, like, for real, and on the 15th of February, yeah, I got serious about it, and on the 17th of February, I let my temporary sponsor know that alcohol is not my biggest problem, marijuana is, and she said, well, why not, she's very gentle with me, don't you think about quitting, you know, maybe you should think about giving that up, maybe you should, maybe you should pick a date, okay, March 5th. Oh, March 1st, March 1st, I'll pick my godfather's birthday. I remember thinking in the shower that night, like, um, you know, how, you know, I wanted to do it for somebody else in a way. Like, like, I thought about, you know, my godfather and um, I thought about my nieces and how, like, I had one niece at the time. And, oh my gosh, I'm going to be like such a better auntie to my niece. I'm not going to be like, not, not there. I'm not going to be numbed out. Um, and, you know, so it was for me, was for my family, for love, you know, it was for love. Um, and I loved myself and I knew I could be better. And that it was just holding me back. Well, the next day on the 18th, I woke up and I just got rid of it all and never looked back. I said, I cannot do this anymore. And um, because the other meetings, the other programs were... Available to me, like I, I completely forgot Marijuana Anonymous existed until about my one year, yeah. Until so I just used those meetings. I used, I was going to like three meetings a day for the. I mean, I still do that. I still kind of do that. I work a lot of programs, um, but my first year, I stuck with that AA. Like I stuck with the one, one set of steps, you know, and I, I didn't talk about my drug of choice in either of the programs that I was attending. Uh, Because I didn't quite identify with their with their drug choices either, but like I could 100% identify with the desperation and the devastation that it had caused me. You know, like I wasn't in the bushes with a needle in my arm, um, you know, living in the bushes with a needle in my arm. But but the devastation that marijuana brought me was just as real. It was it was horrible, time and time again. Um, I would forget <laughs> I would forget that it was it was that bad and I'd get back to it after a few years and um, yeah third time's a charm I guess I just couldn't do it anymore ever and I have found the program and then around my one year um, I talked to a guy that everybody knew I'd never met him and um, we kind of told our going out stories and mine's a little different and I realized that on my ride home that night I was like you know what like yeah, I don't want really to identify with this, sometimes with these people, and maybe I should look up marijuana, and not, oh my gosh, I went to marijuana anonymous meetings, like, I was shocked, and um, then I went to a few marijuana anonymous meetings, and never stopped, I just love them, I, that's my bread and butter, that's where I feel at home, and I hear a lot of people say that, and then they, like, I don't see them again, and so, like, this program, you know, it's, it's the willingness that this program brings, like, um, and I love it that I'm comfortable, you know, after doing the suggested Just Work One program, I did that for one year, and I got through my 12 steps, and then I felt like I'm free to do whatever I want now, because, and, like, when it comes down to it, I'm the only one that knows what's right for me, me and my higher power. Like, nobody else can tell me what is right for me. Like, this is not a program of, like, rules and you know obligations um it's a program of suggestions it's a program of steps um it's a program of finding myself like that's been my favorite thing about the program is learning about myself and learning who I am what I like um, so yeah step 1 getting honest like i have to do that on a daily basis um being honest with myself um oh yeah, and then too, I did want to mention it, um so yeah, my other friend in Hawaii here too about maybe the same month that I got into the MA meeting, she had mentioned how she was struggling um with like planning a relapse of it. And she jumped in the Zoom rooms with me and then and then she wanted to start a meeting. I said, I'm not ready, maybe a couple months and she she wanted to do it. She He said, well, I'm going to start, okay, I'll support you, I'll support you, and we did it for eight months, like, just the two of us, we'd have some people show up, oh, this is, I've never felt more at home, you know, and, um, and we wouldn't really see them again, and it's very taboo, I think, over here, because it's kind of almost like part of the culture over here on Maui, um, and so, yeah, we started up Maui Waui, like, of May of 2022, and, um, we got, Around around January, December, January, um, we got our number three. So then, then there were three, and uh, then a couple months later, right around like the one year mark, I guess, for the program, for that meeting, um, maybe like one year, thirteen months, maybe July. Then we had like three more newcomer guys show up, so like we had like six of us. Um, And it was great. It was so great. We'd meet at this beautiful Johto mission. It was so serene. Like, um, and you know, we originally, we weren't at the Johto mission, but we realized like we needed, we needed it to change. Like things always change. And like my program always changes. And like I have to be honest about that. And I have to be open. I love that I'm so open minded. Like it saved my, it saved my butt so many times. Um I can do all these zooms. I can do this phone meetings like I feel like the whole world is like my oyster when I'm open minded like I can do anything um and accept anything with the open mindedness and willingness um and so, yeah, our meeting place um a meeting place burned down, and um we are now online um uh, Maui Wowie. You do it on Mondays at four twenty Hawaii time. And um you know, it's just I love working the workbook with other women. Um it brings me so much joy, like it just fills my heart just almost bursting to like work with other women in in MA. Um you no, know, it's it's my drug of choice and like and I will fool myself sometimes. In my lowest point when I wanted to drink so bad, I was talking to a friend and I smelled I smelled the marijuana. And so I mean, I guess obviously I'm not gonna go through steps one through twelve now. I'm just kinda telling talking story. But uh <laughs> um so yeah, I smelled I smelled it and I was talking to my friend and I had just like kinda gotten over the blubbering of, I want to drink so bad, like my parents were staying with me, and it was a little intense. Because I have a really good forgetter, and I forget um, how I need to, like, take my space. Um, You know, I forget that I get lost in relationships. I forget that I overextend. Um, I forget what this program's given me sometimes, and I have to continue to, like, remind myself and be in gratitude and stay connected with my higher power. But um, so I I smell this weed at a lowest point, and and part of it, part of my head says, I tell my friend, I go, guess what my head just told me, my my thoughts just said, uh, well at least I at least I don't want weed right now, at least I don't have a desire to smoke, and like that was my drug of choice, like alcohol wasn't that bad, and it's like no, like it it is up, it okay, it maybe it wasn't that bad all the time. But, um, but they go hand in hand for me. They go, like, I, uh, uh, I'm not getting near any of it. Like, cause I, I'll forget, I'll forget. Um, and I'll be right back to smoking. Um, I used to do that all the time. I finally, I finally figured out just smoke all the time. And then I won't get sick because I started drinking first. And then I tried to smoke a joint after like six shots, um, so, yeah, the two go hand in hand for me, that's for sure. I can't get near any one of them. I'm so grateful that the desire had been lifted, like, um, on February 18th. Um, there was one time when I started going back to concerts, and um, and I was with a bunch of friends that were in a different program with double digits and everything, and this these joints kept going around me. And the people in front of us, First, the people in back of us, hand it to my friend with, like, 17 years, and then she hands it to the people in front of us. She's not smoking it, but she doesn't have any problem handling it. And and then it keeps getting shoved in my face because the girl in front of me keeps trying to give it to me, and I'm like... I I just... I got triggered um, because I did. I, like, I wanted it for a second, and then I got, like, for barely... I wouldn't even call it a desire, but for just as, like... Split second, I wanted it, and then I got really, really angry that I couldn't have it. And then I got really, really scared that, like, I did want it. And I got so scared. I turned around, and I jet, like, and uh, I went to the back real quick, and I texted my friends that were off to the side, my girlfriends that were in the uh, drug program, you know, and they know they weren't just the alcoholics, right? And I was like, okay, hit up these girls. As I was doing that, my higher power puts, like, you know six six other people of mine, like fellows of mine right and and I was just like you know crying, and they're like, "Are you still clean like yeah, so but like like it's it was just triggering, and so um now I watch my I stay next to the security guys now at the concert, <laughs> and um, I use oil underneath my nose i tip i put the tip of my nose, I put oil on the tip of my nose um, but yeah, um. Else I want to say? You know, it's, um, it's, I probably have the toughest time at the beginning of this year in my third year. And, um, you know, I, when you do the, it gets kind of monotonous, I guess, for me. And, um, and maybe I want more literature. I don't know. I don't have these memorized, but I'm really happy that the daily reflections have come out. Like, I love it. And I love fellowshipping, you know, like, I have this loss defect, and it was really strong in the first year, and it's been really strong in this third year. And it kind of makes me think, you know, I am might as well, like, I might as well be stoned if I'm just going to be doing the same stuff I was doing when I was stoned. Like, especially that first year, I'm like, what's the difference? I'm like, no, it is different. Like, I'm healing, and my brain's healing, and I, and I am figuring out what I love to do. Um, I'm learning how to not lose myself anymore um but yeah, it is constantly changing, and there's certain things that like consistency's never been a big thing for me, and I think it is really important, but I think the the thing I need to remember is to like make it my own um like the spirituality and um everything like I'm very i guess very eclectic, and I like variety. Um, but I still need that consistency and I need some discipline and I'm lucky that I have an amazing sponsor. After that first year, I wanted a new sponsor and I said, okay, I need an MA sponsor and an MA sponsor and a tradition sponsor. And I was like going to a bunch of MA meetings, like searching for a sponsor. And like, that just, I, I just like felt like I needed to check these boxes and it wasn't, I wasn't doing it right. Um, according to me, I don't know, according to my higher power. It didn't feel right, you know. And, um, so I told myself, slow down, let's just, what, what do I need right now? Maybe I should just get a tradition sponsor right now because I'm in service in a lot of places. And then my I slowed down and I got connected with my sponsor who meets every, checks every single box. Like, and then some. Like, it's just amazing. Um... You know same drug of choice like uh, we've worked steps we've worked petitions, we're working other steps we're working inventories like whatever i need whenever i need it and um you know our stories are very different but um it's cool it's cool because um I can laugh at her story, and I can see the other side of it. So, like, I have issues with men, and like, I've always struggled with men in the room. Like, you know, at both at both of my MA meetings, you know, I've had, and that's those are my issues. I don't know where to set boundaries. I don't really know how to act. I'm not always being honest with myself, um, how I'm acting with with men, and. So I've just, I've realized that, um, you know, that as I grow and as I work these inventories and work with my sponsor on it and work with other, like, having healthy relationships with men, happy, uh, healthy friendships, you know, um, that I'm already seeing this become an asset for others. Um, Like, I have one friend that says, someday, like, your story is going to be somebody else's blueprint. And, like, I... I do see that happen. I do, like, see myself carrying the message, and I just thank my higher power for that all the time. Like, I'm just so grateful to be surrounded by other uh, marijuana addicts. Like, it's, they're the only people I want to hang out with. Um, and so, yeah, with the sponsors, you know, the shopping for the sponsor, like, I, I feel like the best way... That I found um, to develop my, you know, to to build up my friendships with women, and to like, to, like find, maybe find a sponsor too. You know, is I try to like really connect with women at meetings, and um, whether it be on Zoom or live, um, live in-person meetings. I have friendships with women more than a handful, like tons, tons of women. Um, and i I'm and I've worked on that, I've worked on it hard. I've made myself go to those women's meetings. I made myself like not you know tried to cool the judgment um and uh yeah, so these have been really like two and a half years. some of my friends, you know, I've been friends with them for a long time now, and we understand each other and we know what each other needs like and, like, because I got displaced on the island, like, there were other girls that I knew in my early recovery that, you know, they wanted to be there for me. They wanted to help me because they weren't part of the Haina community. They didn't lose everything. But it was, like, it was almost me taking care of them because they just needed, uh, they didn't know what I needed. They, and not sometimes I didn't, and I, I realized, okay, I just have to figure out what I need, and then I have to, and then I need to ask for help. But then I also need to ask the right people for help. Because so not everybody can help me the way that I need help. And then I have those women in my life, too, that I don't even have to tell them. And they know exactly what I need. And that's a beautiful thing. Um, and, you know, I'm a, I'm buying a car now because of the fires. Before I had bought a condo, you know, I have had all these gifts of the program. And the condo didn't really work out for me. So it's, like, probably better that it went up in flames. Like, I was isolating um, yeah, it just, it really allowed me to, like, isolate, um, and, you know, it was a big payment, it wasn't me, it wasn't really me, my parents and I bought it together, and, um, you know, I just, I have a chance to be better now, and, like, start over, and so, yeah, I'm looking at these cars and, like, I know who to call, like, to ask them about finances, like, I know who to call with, you know, emotional stuff. I know who to call about family stuff. I know who to call when my mom is like driving me up a wall. Um, I know who to call when, when like, I'm smelling too much weed in the wrong part of town because my town burns. So I'm going to this other town, the dirty South. I mean, oh my God, the whole town smells like weed. Like, I know Maui's, Maui's pretty bad, but man, that whole town, and I was just like, oh, like, I know who to call the vent about that. Like, I'm not, I'm not minding the smell so much, like, and I don't want to like it. I don't want to like the smell. I don't want to get anywhere near it. Like, honestly, I haven't worked the entire, you know, I haven't worked an entire um, workbook on it. And I think I do have some fear around it, so I do have some fear around marijuana. So, um because I know what it did to me, and it just took me out um, time and time again, and um, I am powerless over it, and accepting that um allows me to be free. Uh, You know, one of my friends mentioned how well us and the programs are handling this. You know, like, honestly, like, this, you know, hand- how well we're handling this fire, because like, I just lost everything. I lost, you know, and losing my community has been really hard the history that the Hawaiians lost, but also, like, the fellows and stuff, too. Like, they've left, a lot of them have left the island. They've moved to other towns. Like, it's just never going to be the same. And um, that's the way the world turns sometimes. And, um, but I've never been more grateful. I have never been more grateful. And my friend hit the nail on the head with it. He said the other day that we already lost everything. We've lost everything before. And so, like, You know bring it on like i'm free today like i am free from drugs and alcohol today i'm free from marijuana today and like you know nothing can take away that freedom like no natural disaster no nothing like i can walk through these things you clean from marijuana and i'm so so grateful for that and i'm like stay very close um i just i just love you all like wow, that convention, whoa, like, that was so cool, everybody I met, I love sober stoners, man, like, we're a different breed, like, yeah, people don't even believe that we exist, right, and um, it is important to, like, speak up about it, I might even go put some, like, flyers up at some treatment centers, get some pamphlets, you know, now that I realize World Service can provide me all those things, like the books and everything. I mean, I was buying books off Amazon. What was I doing? I have a whole fellowship to support me. Like I have, we have World Services. We have so many people in service, um, you know, volunteering their time um, to make this work, to to help us out. We do this together. And so, um, one thing I still work on, I guess, is like, is is reaching out for help. And accepting that help. Uh, step two is just like a, oh my gosh. Step two is just a relief to me. It's a relief that like some, somebody else is going to handle something else is going to handle that getting me back to sanity. Like I have, I have some physical ailments. I have some like mental, um, you know, holds pull back shortcomings, whatever. My focus isn't great, and like those are just things I have to accept. Um, it's the hand I was dealt, and as long as I just let go and let God, like God will will make me better. I just meet meet my higher power right where I am. Like that's another amazing thing to to remember. Like like you're exactly where you need to be. Like I'm exactly where I need to be right now, and um. You know, if if I want to be somewhere else, then like maybe I'll maybe I'll journal about that. (laughs) Um, You know, keep working this program, continue to turn it over. Um, There's a lot of fear in the past and the future, especially during this like devastation of the fire. And so I know to stay in the right here, right now, because my higher power is only right here, right now, in the present moment. Not in the past or the future. And um the that fear with that fear, you know, I I stay in faith. The first meeting that we went to okay, that's not true. When we left the fire we barely escaped the fire and we turned left and went to a women's meeting instead of turning to my cousin's house. Um, we went to the women's meeting in three and then the next night we go to this meeting. I've never been to spinner to spin the bottle and knowing that. And it lands on faith over fear. And like, that's what I've been living in. And you know, I I forgot a little bit the last couple months. It's been like seven weeks or something since the fire, six, eight, six weeks. And, um, and I do get scared still a little bit sometimes. And it's like, okay, just, whoa, hold on. Let me get back to 180. Let me get back to that faith and stay on that course. Because faith will get me through anything. Like it's such a beautiful thing. And like I we had a meeting women's meeting about depression the other night and you know, I deal with depression too. And like it feels like it feels like I've never sometimes, you know, in the in it, I feel like I've never been happy and like that's not true. That's my great separator. Some people call it great separator. The thinking thinking, the disease, like trying to separate me from what's true and what's Separate me from my higher power and and uh, show me the facts, you know. Show me the facts, like, and to remember that it does get better. And the biggest thing lately for me, because I heard, you know, somebody sharing about how my my problems are so complex. I, like, I'm so related to this. I'm so complex, like, a simple... Simple steps and a sponsor aren't gonna save me. Aren't gonna. Aren't the solution. Can they be? Like my problems are so unique and complex. Um, and getting out of that and saying yes to service, saying yes to it, saying yes. To, like, you know, taking care of myself too, though. And but um, and you know that comes with the honesty, being able to say yes to all these things now, it's like, well, you know, am I, have I, have I taken care of myself? Um, Am I, they say you can't like pour from an empty cup, right? And so, um, but a lot of times I would use that as an excuse and I would um, not say yes. And so I just have to be honest with myself and check in with my higher power. I do that a lot and just pray and check in with my higher power you know, um, staying humble, staying humility, I've honestly, I've been using the stones for stoners that I got at the convention, stones for stoners, and they had 12 stones with the 12 steps and the 12 principles that they're associated with, and I'll be like, grab some courage today, put put the adventuring in my pocket, you know, which I actually have right now, and then, you know, there's the perseverance, and, it's just great. The principles are so great. And, like, going through the steps and understanding what these principles are and then continuing to practice to use them. Like, I'm not perfect. I didn't quite understand what my sponsor was doing, like, running me through these steps so that I could start applying them. And, um, you know, it's only through applications that, that I start to learn how to apply them. Um, I learn how to better apply them. Um, step ten is my favorite step. Um step ten and eleven and twelve. <laughs> um yeah, I really do like the maintenance steps best, I think. I think I like those best. Um and it takes a minute to get there. But those are the really good discipline, um steps for me. Staying connected with my higher power and um how simple I can make it be connect with my higher power um my higher power's grown so much over the years and it just breathing now can remind me that like i don't even get how that works like the carbon dioxide and oxygen and all the different little mitochondria things that are like doing stuff in my lungs like oh wow like it's just it's all just it's not me it's all higher power is doing right? so grateful for life, I'm so grateful for earth, I'm so grateful for my brothers and sisters in recovery, you know, I'm so grateful for the light that I see in y'all um you know, it's just, it's just a beautiful thing um getting out of ego, the moment I the moment I start bragging about or feeling like, oh I'm in the world of the spirit, like I'm really I'm really connected with my higher power, it's like i'm i've realized that like i would be saying that and not um not attributing that to my higher power like like i did it like i didn't do this (laughs) like the program my higher power i like to call higher power great reality like my great reality is so beautiful today and has grown so much this tree that's, like, waving in the breeze at me right now, these, like, birds flying through this gorgeous blue sky, you know, I mean, it, I mean, it does make it a little easier that I'm on Maui, it's the mana here, that's, like, spirit, the power here, um, of the elements, and, you know, the gods, it's just, it's an amazing place to be, but, like, that light of a higher power, I can find that anywhere, and, um, That's why I love to travel. I love to meet up. I can't wait for the next convention, MA convention. Oh, my gosh. And I'm so excited that I got to know so many of you. And, um, you know, reach out to me. I'm going to reach out to you. Let's, like, meet up and, like, go to meetings when, when I'm traveling, when you're traveling. You know, come check us out on Maui. Like, let's cruise over to New Zealand. They have some great recovery over there, too. Um you know, Ireland, like, um, India, Australia. I mean, I've worked with women from all over the world, Texas. I have friends in this program all over the world. And it's a beautiful thing. Um, you know, the most important relationship and the only way that I can have such successful relationships with my fellows is by working on that relationship between me and my higher power. I'm like learning to love myself because I still am at a point where I don't know myself quite well enough and that I would lose myself in a relationship. Um, so I still don't date because I need to continue to date myself and love myself so much that I'm never going to lose myself again. Um, yeah, I'm just so happy that I know today that I am a marijuana addict and this is right where I belong with all of you. And I'm grateful that you're here with me. So I think I'll end it on that. I really appreciate uh, you allowing me to be of service. Aloha.